Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So it seems I'm not the only person. No, wait, I am the only person. I might be the only person. Not giddy, however you want to say it. About Michael Avenatti getting arrested for domestic violence in Los Angeles. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of Michael Avenatti. I think Michael Avenatti is a tool. I think he's a jerk. I think he's a professional jerk. And uh, that we have turned him into a celebrity is, is truly ugly. He represents Stormy Daniels in a case that I don't quite understand why I care. The president, when he wasn't president, did or did not have a sexual relationship with a porn star. Even if it was only one night, which wouldn't even be a relationship, that's a one-night stand. She wanted to go public with it. He paid her off to keep her quiet because that happens all over the place. And somehow she's a hero of feminism and gets the key to the city of West Hollywood and is the single most important woman in all politics. I'm, I'm at a total loss of why Stormy Daniels matters. But it turned Michael Avenatti into a star, and now he's been charged with domestic violence. Me, I'm Tony Katz. How are you? 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. That's where you find me. Uh, as the, the story goes, um, this happened uh, Wednesday, uh, is, is when I believe it happened. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday evening is when Avenatti uh, was charged. And he has come out to say, you know, um, did, what didn't happen. Uh, everything they're saying about me is a complete and total lie. Uh, n- none of it whatsoever. I want to be clear, he put out on Twitter. I did not commit domestic violence, nor have I ever committed domestic violence. I did not strike any woman, nor have I ever. I did not strike my ex-wife in the face, nor did I hit anyone else in the face. I am a decent man, and I look forward to being exonerated. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's let's not call you a decent man just yet, Mike. Uh, We'll be the judge of that. There's a statement from uh, his his, uh, first wife. Not his ex-wife, his first wife. I have known Michael Avenatti for over 26 years. We met when he was 21 years old, and we were married for 13. Michael's always been a kind, loving father to our two daughters and husband to me. He has never been abusive to me or anyone else. He is a good man. Well, uh, why wasn't it a sworn affidavit? See, that would be that would be Avenatti's way. But for me, the story is that people were like, ah, oh, look who just got uh uh, arrested for domestic violence. Look who's now all, you know, talk tough about Trump and how he treats women. Look at you. Why the hell do we cheer someone being arrested for domestic violence, even if we think they're indecent? What's wrong with us? Take a take a, a breath. Take a take a, a step back, if if you would. First, what the bloody hell happened? Can we at least take a look at what it is uh, that happened here? Can we have some kind of investigation? I think that would be valuable and important. Who's making this claim? What is? What are the details of, of, of the claim? That's valuable. Because innocent till proven guilty even applies to the people who are full-scale, world-class jerks. And I'm not going to 
sit here and somehow hide that fact. Michael Avenatti's a jerk. He is. Nobody, nobody really likes Michael Avenatti. Except, of course, Don Lemon, because there are great photos of him and Don Lemon and other people from CNN all partying together. Because, you know, when you've got a guy out there attacking Trump, you might as well hang. Right? So, so that's what we've got. We've got a guy who is a, a, an ambulance chaser. We've got a guy who is willing to quite literally say anything to get in front of a camera. We know for sure that the people he put forward about Brett Kavanaugh were liars. I'm sorry, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Got to make sure I say it right. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Okay, I got it. I got it. Good. We know he lied. Julie Swetnick's a liar. I said it. End of list. He's, she's a liar. That, that, that's what happened. So we know that he is indecent. We understand this. The question is, are we indecent? Where are we in this conversation? And me, I want to know what happened. I want to have an investigation. Then, then I can move forward. Then I can make uh, claims. If a woman got abused, I think we should look into it. Because, you know, looking into these things is kind of important. It's, I mean, it, 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 how, how else to look at it? But I don't want to sit here and cheer it. And the people cheering it, I, I think, are very messed up. I think they're doing it all wrong. And they make themselves, it, they make themselves look indecent. And I wish they wouldn't do that. Now, the ongoing uh, lawsuit between uh, CNN and President Trump, uh, that continues. I think it, I think it needs its, uh, its own proper theme music. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. They are arguing this in court. Now, Fox News has come out to be behind CNN in this, and I understand it from a tactical perspective. If something happens to Fox, you want CNN behind you, right? But uh, Trump lawyers are saying that the president could bar all reporters from the White House for any reason he sees fit. Trump's lawyers saying uh, that he has broad discretion to police journalists' access to the White House, as Politico writes it. Quote, if the president wants to exclude all reporters from the White House grounds, he has the authority to do that. This according to Deputy Assistant Attorney General James Burnham. There is no First Amendment right. Now, today is supposed to be the day whether we find out Acosta, whether or not he gets his uh, his uh, clearance back, right? He, if they will uh, restore his press pass in any way. It's an interesting question about whether or not Acosta has a right to be in the White House and whether or not the president has the right to remove anyone for any reason. Now, I just want to make sure, and some people are going to say, oh, Tony, it's what aboutism. It's not what aboutism. My history is valuable. Just so we're clear, there was not this much anger from the press, although there was some, when it was learned that James Rosen, who at the time worked for Fox News, was being tailed by the Obama administration, emails taken, text messages uh, uh, intercepted, etc. I say intercepted, grabbed, however you want to call it. That is one of the most egregious things I've seen against a reporter. 
And that story was, it, it got coverage and then kind of went away. Uh, no one seems to discuss the fact that the Obama administration was never kind towards reporters. And you even heard reporters who loved him talk about the fact that he, they weren't forthcoming enough, they wouldn't share enough, everything was so scripted, so calculated. Trump, he goes out there for a press conference, he'll answer anything from anybody. But sometimes he says, you're done. And when you're Jim Acosta, and you're like, no, I'm not done. I have more questions to ask, for I am Jim Acosta, and I speak for all the masses. Well, well what are you supposed to do? I mean, Jim, o Jim Acosta has a God complex. Of course he does. That's as obvious as the day is long. But it's an interesting question. Does Trump have the right to tell people you can't come into the White House? You, you know. Because it doesn't stop them from reporting. It doesn't stop them from doing their job. Jim Acosta wants to argue that this has damaged his reputation. That's cute. That, that's, that's, that's adorable. You've built this reputation, and in the some circles, this has enhanced your reputation. Just so we're perfectly clear. I wonder where people are on that. Trump's saying that he can, you know, the, the team's saying he can bar anybody he wants. Because I think in, in theory, he's right. Now, should he? Oh, hell no. Court of public opinion? Oh, slapped in the face. Can he? I think he actually could. Was he right about Acosta? Yes. Easily. Griff Jenkins, Fox News. What's going on with the Florida recount? He is up next. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. Scheduled to speak with Griff Jenkins about the Florida recount, and it continues to move on down the line. Some Floridians extremely unhappy with what's going on. Because they think they look like tools. There are people in uh, in those areas. This uh, from uh, Kathy Lerman, who is a, an attorney in Florida. The large number of problems with mail-in ballots, voters who voted not being counted, and voters who didn't vote being counted, ballots with wrong or missing information, refusing to disclose how many ballots were left uncounted after the deadline, possible felons and dead people voting, and the never-ending discovery of more ballots after supposedly the election results have been tabulated and reported prove that either the supervisor of elections in Broward County is the most incompetent public agency in America or the most corrupt. And I believe it's the latter. This is the part that people seem to not want to talk about. When I say people, I mean the progressive left and the media. It is not a conversation of count every vote, which is, by the way, in and of itself, daft. Count every vote that should be counted. Count all the legal votes. Not count all the votes. Count all the votes means the votes that shouldn't be counted. And yeah, there's some votes that shouldn't be counted. When you show up with votes ipso facto, get it right the first time. And the best is, you know, I played this earlier. Chuck Schumer, I didn't even, I didn't even get to this part. Chuck Schumer, he's a, he's a special, special boy. And he said he said this that what we're doing here. 
by having rules that, that talk about when you have to have the votes counted, what you're doing is you're penalizing some counties. We in the Senate don't have an electoral college, and every vote ought to count. It is unconstitutional to say every vote should count in rural counties because they can count quickly, but every vote shouldn't count in the more urban and populated counties because it takes them longer to count the vote. You know how ridiculous that is? The level of ignorance that you have to have to somehow think that makes sense. If the rural county has less people voting, sure, they're going to count a little quicker. Not days quicker, weeks quicker. What, do we want to be into months quicker? My goodness, do the counties that have more people, for example, have more machines to count the votes? Is that it? Yes, the rural county may have less actual votes, but the urban county may have more technology to count the votes. Don't those things somehow close to even out? And does it not strike anybody as just what the hell am I looking at that Broward County once again has a problem? Aren't they tired? Aren't they exhausted by this? Now, it was yesterday that we were talking about a judge that gave Palm Beach County to the 20th. Palm Beach County, because that's one of the two counties, right? Broward County and Palm Beach County. Because they had to be in by, I think it was today or tomorrow originally, right? The 15th. Uh, it was Palm Beach County that said, no. No. It's today. Oh, it is today. Today is the 15th. This was the day that... They were supposed to be in, and hey, uh, Palm Beach County, you got to have your votes in. And Palm Beach County responded by saying, Come again? In English, please. You have to have your votes in today. Ain't nobody got time for that. They were like, we can't do it. We absolutely, positively cannot do it. It can't happen. So this judge was like, okay, five more days. And everyone was like, really? Yeah, five more days to figure it out. Now are we saying that even with the five more days that they still can't get it in? That they still won't be able to get it done? When will all of us, Republican and Democrat, say, listen, we might disagree on some things, but you should be able to get the voting right in terms of counts. And clearly, Broward County is a cesspool of corruption because it's a cesspool of corruption. So we should say Broward County is a cesspool of corruption and maybe do something about it. How can Democrats be happy with this? That's the part that blows my mind. How is it possible that any Democrat looks at the situation and is like, oh, that's cool. They really want to go about the line, oh, you see what's happening. Is Republicans are trying to steal an election, don't you know? That's that's what they're doing. No, no, it doesn't matter uh, that uh, that the, the the Democratic Party there is as corrupt as the day is long. What's key and fundamental here is that Republicans are trying to steal election. That's the line we're going with. Go with that line. Thank you very much. When do they get sick and tired of it? When do they say, you know what, this is this is dumb. This is just just dumb. We got to we we have to stop embarrassing ourselves. It's clear that people are trying to steal here. It's so clear. Let's not have that. I'm just waiting.
I am just waiting. Speaking of things I'm waiting for, I shouldn't say waiting for. I I, I need some help. I am very much considering uh, some some serious advertising of the show. And I'm I, I so we we've worked the logo and I and I and I have um, the, this this new logo and we're putting it out there and we're working on some swag and things like that. And I've I've uh, you know spoken with some people who are you know American companies and making sure that things are made in America, whether it's a, a hat or or a or a t-shirt or a mug or or I don't I don't I don't know a, a, a Smith and Wesson, whatever we put the logo on, it's 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 totally fine. I'm seriously considering billboards. And I know everyone's everyone's like, dude, man, how how old school is that? Well, think of it from my perspective. Don't think of it from a digital marketing perspective, although I'll take you know all the uh, interesting thoughts there I can. Um, people who listen to radio are often in their car. It is still the preferred methodology. Plenty of people, you know, they're they're podcasting or or they 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 may be uh, doing some other stuff, but most people. Listen in 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 their vehicle, truckers, etc. And so I wanna wanna I wanna get a billboard in in the cities uh, that 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 we're in. So I'm gonna start in my beloved. I'm gonna start in my beloved uh, Indianapolis, uh, right here in Indiana, and 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 grow it out from there. The question is, what do you put on a billboard? What do you put on a billboard? By the way, on Facebook because we we live stream the show uh, there, Facebook.com/slash Tony Cats Radio. They want a Tony Cats bobblehead, and. Uh, that 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 could come, I guess. But what do you put on a billboard? I, I need. I, you have a, you have an answer for me, producer Ari. Ready? Here's what you do. All right. Here's, here's Billboards up there. All right. that's on it. Some smoking hot lady in a bikini, and the text is: Now that I have your attention, listen to Tony Katz. Wow. So you think that the answer for me, in order to attract listeners, is go full sexist? No, no, no. That's just how you get their attention. And then uh, once they're okay. there, you say, oh. So I get their attention by objectifying women. That's to you is the best way for well, me I, to get someone's attention. I use this example because as a, you know, in college I had to give a persuasive speech and I started off the speech. I went up and yelled, sex. Now that I have your attention, I'm going to be talking about this. Well, listen, I. I, I and it I worked. Think, no, no, no. Of, of, co- of course it worked. Uh, but, but we're no longer in high school. That so was I, I need to. Uh, uh, you, for you, it might have been college. For the rest of us, that tactic comes from high school. Uh, so uh, I need a, I need a good, I need a good slogan. I need a good slogan uh, for for the billboard. That that's uh, that's all I'm saying. That's that's all I'm uh, I'm going for. So someone can help me out with that. I would appreciate it. I've been talking about the military and and. Um, the issues that we're having, we've seen a couple of, of, I think it's been three in the past week and a half, crashes of, of, of Air Force um, machinery, if you will, uh, off the USS Reagan and some other training exercises. We have seen what has happened when we don't spend money properly on our military and we don't engage our military to be a proactive fighting force, to remember what they're there for. The, the military is not there to act as agents of social justice. The military exists to kill the enemy. That's why they're there. And that attitude is incredibly important, that they happen to be filled with uh, kind and loving and caring people in the main uh, within the military, people who actually want to see a better life for others. That's great. But they have a job to do, and it has to be trained, ingrained, willpower has to be there. 
The story is, is that the Trump administration's national defense strategy is insufficiently resourced, according to a panel. The United States runs the risk of a military defeat by China or, or, uh, or Russia. They're weighing a possible cut to defense budget following a boost in fiscal years 2018 and 2019. Well, I don't know exactly which cuts they are thinking about and where those cuts might be because you might find places where you can have cuts. And I don't want anyone to think from this that, my goodness, we could be uh, taken over by China at any moment. That's not it. But it is foolhardy to think that you can rest on your laurels when Russia and China are both engaged in a complete and total takeover of the world. Do you know what China 2025 is? China 2025 is, is, a, is a plan to make China the global leader in a series of things, including high-tech manufacturing. China 2025 is moreover a philosophy that is supported by Xi Jinping, the president of China, to make China in charge. The only thing I can guarantee you is that a society that has, or a world that has China in charge, is a world that is not better off. China is a communist nation that, that subjugates its people, that will kill those and jail those that disagree. In the choice between China in charge and the United States in charge, you want the United States in charge. To do that, you have to have a military that can keep up and not, not keep up, destroy. Everyone better get on board right damn quick. My mama don't like you and she likes everyone. And I never like to admit that I was wrong. And I've been so caught up in my job. Didn't see what's going on, but now I know. People have billboard suggestions for me. I don't think I thought through asking about this on air. <laughs> Tony Katz, 833-GOT-TONY is the number, 833-468-8669. I have some letters to the editor that I want to read. I've been, I've been looking at this stuff for a while. I mean, there are still newspapers out there. There are still letters to the editor, and people want to be able to share uh, their thoughts and, and ideas. Uh, so um, if you ever find a good letter to the editor, uh, send it to us. Send it to, uh, to Tony at TonyCats.com. That's, that's where uh, uh, to, to send it. Uh, these were, were pretty interesting uh, to me because the, the first one here is, is from, this is from the Indianapolis Star is, is where I saw this. And they're talking about the, the election in Indiana. And it says, uh, after the midterm elections, Indiana has actually shifted further to the right. The Indiana General Assembly retains its Republican supermajority. Well, if it retains its Republican supermajority, it hasn't shifted to the right. And if you have a Senator Joe Donnelly, the Democrat, who was with Trump on the wall and with border funding and wants to spend more on the military, exactly how, how left was he? They write uh, this from Lisa Johnson. This is not good government for one party to control a state house for decades. I don't know if anybody's asked her what she feels about California. Not only is it bad government, but it's bad for our state economy. If Indiana keeps lurching further to the right and continues to mirror the voting habits of the Deep South, 
it will see a massive departure of and difficulty in attracting young college-educated talent. This is the old canard that Indiana is bunch is a bunch of racist hicks. Notice the Deep South comment in there. Somehow Alabama of 1959 is the Alabama of today. There is never any credence given to the idea that what was, was, and what is, is. You shouldn't forget your history, but it doesn't mean that is the history today. What the hell? And can we at least be honest that in the state of Indiana where, yeah, the KKK actually had a hold for a good number of years, those were all Democrats. I mean, just for the for the historical perspective. My own child, they, they, they write, they continue, the lack of progressive government in our state is a millennial repellent. My own child will never move back to her home state after college because of this. Um, well, maybe, maybe the problem is how she was raised. Or he was raised. I don't know if your child's a boy or, or a girl. Indiana is not a millennial repellent. Indiana has an incredible business culture and uh, allows people to keep their money and allows for great opportunity, which is why businesses come here left and right. Those businesses coming here, jobs here, is what will hopefully keep the university systems that we have uh, and those graduates staying here. However, sometimes they are lured by, for example, warm weather. Hard to keep up with that. That's true. So what they need are entertainment venues and options and opportunity. They need a, a housing that they uh, can afford because it's much more affordable here, of course, than in New York or San Francisco or, or, or Washington, D.C. They need things to do with their dollars. They need entertainment venues that they feel like, you know what, I'm in a city. You know what, I am around excitement. You know what, this is enjoyable. That's absolutely what they need. You think that the problem is Republican leadership? This is a nonsensical position. This goes back to this idea that somehow, if you are a Republican, you're a bigot. That is totally untrue. But this is the argument that Lisa wants to make. It is wholly unfounded. Wholly unfounded. And it goes back to this gross premise that you not, not only people like Lisa, media people in Indiana use this. And man, do I push back hard. Well, you know, uh, we have a serious problem with racism here. You know, we're really a, a, a southern state. Really. No. I, what does that even mean? Is, is Arkansas of today Arkansas of 1959? Because if you believe yes, well, to hell with you. That is a bigoted, disgusting statement. What you're saying is, I feel more comfortable keeping those people down and blaming the people of today for the crimes of yesterday, even though uh, they didn't do anything wrong. That's what, that's what these people believe, and it's gross. It is ugly. The only thing she says is right is that if corporations want talent to stay and attract talent to relocate to Indiana, they must stand up and help make Indiana an attractive destination for millennials. I agree. Lower taxes, more bars. Let's get to it. Let's, <laughs> let's get to it. That's just one letter to the editor. If you've got a letter to the editor you think I should, I should take a look at, uh, send it over. Send it over. That would uh, be great. Let me go to the phones. Uh, now, I, I was talking about the fact that I was, I was thinking about getting a billboard. I was thinking about just getting a billboard. Why not? Wait, wait. Who's going to stop me? There are no rules. There are no rules. You can do anything you want, right? But I don't know, what's, I don't know what I would use. I don't know what slogan I would use on, on a billboard. So, Jeremy, uh, do you have uh, um, radio-appropriate content that I could use on a billboard? Absolutely. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, man. So it's uh... – 
Republicans listen to elephants, Democrats listen to donkeys, independent thinkers listen to cats. K-A-G-Z. Hey! That's, that's not bad at all. That is not bad at all. I don't think anybody could actually read that and not get into a car accident. But <laughs> hold on, wait. So so there's an elephant and there's a donkey. And oh, look, there's a Miata in front of me. Boom! I just can't. I can't do that. I can't. But I, I, I like con- conceptually, I like the idea. We can go with that. Uh, Steven, by the way, I don't know why I ran over a Miata in my example. I don't know how that was what, what came up in my head. Uh, Steven, welcome to the show. What's going on, Steven? Hi, Tony. Hey, man. Well, I've got a, the perfect answer for you. I think you'll love it. Um, your earlier guy was actually right. Sexy does sell. So, well, first off, you need a picture of Tony on there. Hot damn. That, now that we're talking. Sells. Now. No, wait, what, wait hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, slow down. Slow down. Talk slower. Yeah. What, what kind of picture of me? Well, just a picture of you with your big old smile, just looking like, you know, you're my best friend. And, and then the, the comment. Wait, b- that goes best with friend it is what or, or, or best late night call? Uh, no, <laughs> during the day. <laughs> I'll just all right, all right. So okay, so okay, so it's me uh, up there looking, uh, you know, just uh, just happy to see you, pal. Right? Okay. Yeah, and then what does it say? The way you look at me in the morning when I'm watching you live on Tony Katz Live on Facebook Live. Right. Just looking at the camera and just being you. You know. Yeah. Right. I'm no, now with you. This is sexy as hell. I don't then, know what's going on here. I don't know what's happening, but I'm, I'm starting to, to feel with it. it. Yeah. The phrase that goes with it is my favorite phrase of all time on the radio. It is, let's have an honest conversation. Huh. Huh. So it's just a picture of me just looking like a sexy bitch. And then, yeah. and then, and then it says, let's have an honest conversation. Yeah. Huh. That's now, Tony. now, in this photo, am I wearing pants? <laughs> Uh, chest up is fine, Tony. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't believe I should deny the people just that easy. I appreciate the phone call, Stephen. I appreciate it. On Facebook, um, it is uh, Cats Up on Your News. K A T Z U P. Cats Up on Your News. Right? Uh, that's 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 not bad. That that is not bad. People are terrific. I absolutely love it. Uh, The studies are in. The results are in. It turns out 8,500 women were asked. uh, Men who have full beards are more attractive than men who are clean shaven. Excuse me. While I just go. Oh, where was I? Hold on. I'm just feeling my beard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I could just touch myself all day. That is so inappropriate. Here's how uh, the facial hair uh, rated. First, 10 days of heavy stubble, which I assume for you, producer Ari, is a full beard. That's, that's it. Then then there's the full beard, then the light stubble, and then the clean shaven. Here's what I think is interesting about this, is that this pays homage to two things that are supposed to be diametrically opposed. First, it, it is a, a uh, proof that women like men who look like men, rugged, because a beard is rugged, is tough, strong, confident, secure. Then it is also proof that maybe hipsters are on to something, and I have a serious problem with that. So I need to know where we are with the beard. 
are we into the beard like I have the beard? Because I've got a, a, a rather close beard, right? It's it's there, you know. But I don't let it. I don't let it like 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 bush out. I don't let it. You know. No, I'm not. I'm not putting dreads into it or anything like that, right? Because that's hipster beard, like something that you know you could just like uh, bring to the end, or you'd see in an old kung fu movie where the where the uh, kung fu master flicks it to the side and goes, ha ha, you know, one of those kinds of things, like like, like that. Right, that so I need the the study to go a step further. I need to know exactly what it is uh, th- that they're into. But I'm I'm very happy with with what I got. I've heard so is everybody else who looks at it. I see you looking at me, producer Ari. Too much of you ain't wrong. You, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY. John Fowler, he's got a good billboard idea. Good billboard idea. His, because uh, I'm, I'm thinking about a billboard. I'm looking for slogans for, for, the, for the billboard. 833-GOT-TONY, by the way. That's the number, 833-468-8669. His is, uh, Katz got your tongue? He should have your ear. That is not bad at all. I think that can be played with. That's, that's, that's kind of fun. That that's uh, that's kind of interesting. I I I might that that's worthwhile, man. That that is worthwhile. Uh, right there. Uh, let me uh, let me go to to this. Um, because people think that somehow that the caravan was only a conversation of the election. Oh, it was a, a just a manufactured thing from President Trump, and it was just meant to scare people. Oh, look, no one's talking about it now. Um, they've reached Tijuana. They've reached Tijuana, and they have indeed started climbing over the fence. No, no, no. Nothing. Why talk about it? Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. Yeah, it's just whatever. It's just we were told that it wasn't real and it wasn't a thing, and uh, here they are. And by the way, it's not just a group of migrants. No, 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 no. Uh, it's 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 not just a group of illegal immigrants. They they call migrants. It's a group of LGBTQ migrants. Because it's it's you see, America is not just this disgusting uh, racist country that doesn't want brown people in it. They also don't want gay brown people in it. Because the only thing worse than brown people are gay brown people. I swear to you, I am so with you. I am so with you. If I did a meetup next week, would everybody come? Is, is Thanksgiving week good for everybody? Man, we all need we all need a scotch or a, not a bourbon, really. We really and truly do. This is uh, we've we've reached peak. Twenty eighteen can't get more peak. It's, they're not. They can't just be migrants. No. Now you have to have subsets of the migrants. And they're gay migrants. They're they're questioning migrants. Good God, we all need a cocktail, like nothing else. But um, they 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 arrived November thirteenth. Remember, they were thousands of miles away, or a thousand miles away, or hundred miles away, and they were weeks away. November thirteenth. 
So a week after the election, they showed up. They got to Tijuana. I mean, they went to the far end. Others are heading for for, for Texas. But no, 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 it, it, it never existed. It was never a thing. It was only a construct from, from, from Donald Trump. That, that's all it ever was. So, so don't you worry uh, about it. By the way, speaking of Donald Trump, Mike Pence, the vice president, uh, they're talking about North Korea. And NBC News was reporting that, uh, yeah, that President Trump is going to go ahead with the meeting with Kim Jong-un, the second meeting with uh, the, the uh, dictator of North Korea, even though North Korea has failed to provide a complete list of its nuclear weapons and missile sites. I'm not okay with this. I think this is a terrible, terrible mistake. You gave them clear instructions. They are now stalling and not following those instructions? Nope. There is no meeting. There is no meeting. As a matter of fact, three or four flybys of Pyongyang just to let you know that we're paying attention to the fact that you didn't live up to your end of the bargain. Why are we having the meeting? Don't get me wrong. I know that it's Trump. I know that he could change his mind. I know he can ask for this or do that. I get it. I understand that man. We are in the doctorate level courses of understanding Trump here. Trumpism 101, Trump comes first. What does he consider a win? That's what he'll do. And those goalposts will move as he sees fit. Now, fortunately for me, I've gotten judges out of the deal. I've gotten a reduction of regulations out of the deal. It's been a win for Tony. I think it's been a win for a lot of America. But Trumpism is about Trump. That said, you don't have a second meeting with Kim Jong-un if he comes to the table without doing his job. He's trying to test you. Trump's got to know that. Trump's got to have a reason to do it. And until the meeting happens, I'm not buying in. But all hell no, should he not have the meeting. You, you took the first step. You allowed the guy to come to the table because nothing else had worked, and he had lied to everybody, because this is what he does. North, the, the, the Kim Jong-un lies. Kim Jong-il uh, uh, lied. Kim Il-sung lied. This is the way it goes. This is who they are. This is what they are built for. So maybe you knew that going in, and you're willing to try this, that, and you got two or three other plans that we don't know about. But on its face, you say, here's what you got to do, and they don't do it. No other meaning. No other meeting. And this, this is I hear about these stories from time to time. I lose my mind. I want to find these guys. I want to throw these guys in jail for forever. We've seen this before with bricks. Their kids will get to an overpass, and they'll just drop bricks or drop rocks into cars underneath on a, on a highway. Get someone killed that way, cause major accidents uh, that way. Uh, this, a 64-year-old woman from Michigan was driving uh, in northern Indiana when the next thing you know, her windshield, driver's side, hit by a pumpkin. Kids were dropping pumpkins from the overpass. She ended up in a ditch. She's lucky to be alive. Find them, throw them in jail. There is nothing that you shouldn't be able to do to them. And don't tell me they're kids. They know. On this one, they know. If a five-year-old throws something into the street, they don't know. 
if a kid by himself can figure out how to get a pumpkin to an overpass, look over it, time it out, and then drop it, uh, he knew. He absolutely knew. Oh, I hate these people. And this just in, Roy Clark is dead. You know, do you know, uh, let's see, let's see, a millennial uh, producer, Ari, do you know who Roy Clark is? Yeah, he invented the uh, cherry cola, right? Yeah, that's absolutely not true. Roy Clark was the star of Hee Haw. The guitarist, uh, he was 85. No, nah, not everybody would remember him. And remember, I didn't grow up watching Hee Haw. I just, I just know because I know things, Ari. I, I get out of my bubble and I explore a little. You want to try that right there. By the way, who thought they'd get a hee-haw reference today? Yeah, that's right. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.